Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, February 1st, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up, man? Yeah, big, uh, big show. Back-to-back big shows. Of course, Pegasus last weekend and then the four preps this weekend and uh yeah you it's it's gonna be fun i mean there's a lot of big racing going on at these tracks as well the undercards so this is uh it doesn't get much better than this yeah it's uh, um i mean pegasus obviously last weekend was was I, we said it last week it, it always marked for me it marks kind of the beginning of the quote-unquote derby trail and this year with the southwest being pushed back a, a week and you have this mega weekend we have here uh and then obviously you know i i guess the number one derby horse right uh you know especially with all the bob baffert horses not not running in the race so now it's like fiercest makes his return so it's a it very much feels like the weekend at least it feels like the opening of the derby preps and to me no doubt, and I don't think there's any doubt he's number one on the list, talking about fierceness uh, running this weekend. I, I mean, now, uh, will he end number one? That's, you know, we'll see as we go down the trail here. But a lot of those horses that were kind of waiting in the wings, you thought, yeah, they look good. Yeah, they could maybe step up to his level. Well, they're not going to be running in it because they're staying in the Bob Baffert barn, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, right now he's he's far and away the favorite to win this thing uh, with the news officially that nobody's leaving Baffert's barn. but. Well, I'll save it for when we actually talk about the race, but there's, there's, there's some things to say about that race in general, but yeah, it's, it's excited to see, uh, it's exciting to see fierceness back. He's been working out really well, so we'll see what he does. Yeah. So I, uh, do we wait? Do we go me to wait? I don't know. Like I, I just looking through these fields, it's just, like I said, I'm trying to like, not, I'm trying to save some for later, but like, I, like, yes, it is the opening of the Derby. I feel like the opening of the Derby races, but it's it's a big weekend, but it's kind of a joke just to be one. Like, so Fiercest is coming. That's great. But that field is like, we're not like, we're not going to learn anything from him in that race. I mean, other than I guess if he doesn't run well, then you're like, well, I mean, if he doesn't win, then you're like, well, that, you know, yeah. but Pat, like any kind of win, you're really not learning much from him. The withers in the Southwest are <laughs> laughable. I mean, like, and I don't even want to shit on the races. I think the bigger thing I took from looking at these races is you have one race where none of the horses would get points that very literally could run one, two, three. Yeah. Um, you have fierceness and a bunch of nobodies. And then you have that group of, we don't have very many good horses. Where are the three-year-olds? Because the ones that are good can't get points. Fierceness is fierceness, you know, and then past that, like, I get that it's early. We're in February now, but this is not a good bunch as we look at the, as uh, look forward towards the Derby. Well, I I mean, I guess my thing is, look, you look up at Aqueduct. I mean, that's usually what it is until we get to the woods. So I really don't take that serious, right? Oakland the Southwest is too close to the risen star and it's too close to the rebel. Like what you're just not going to choose to run in the Southwest when you could just wait a week or two and run in races that are 50 point races. Right. 
And, and it's a tough too because you have you ha- you're right, but you also have an eight hundred dollar or eight hundred thousand Southwest on the line, and that apparently apparently is not enough to get them versus the 20, uh, 20 to the winner and the fifty in the Risen Star. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's. I will say this: the Withers is it's just bad. Period. Oakland, I wouldn't be shocked if one or two of those horses kind of develop. You know what I mean? Like, there's talent in that. There, I don't think there's a, like big time talent, but there are some decent horses in the race. It's a mess to handicap. I, you know, it's a total guess. But I, I don't. I guess I. It's not a great race, but it's not the Withers, I guess is how I would put it, right? Well, yeah, the Withers is, and you're right, the Withers is the Withers every year, really. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of, like, it's not like a shock to me that the Withers no. is is not. I think with me for Oakland, and, and I, I kind of agree and disagree at the same time, the Southwest is the best, like, betting field. Sure. It's, it's a fantastic, I, we're going to sit here and get picks for it here in a little bit. I have, like, 0.0 confidence in in my in my pick let's say i'll just be very blunt about it I, and i like i'm because it's just that kind of race i don't disagree with you because it is oakland and we do have some like good trainers with mm-hmm. in the race so it's like it wouldn't be completely insane to think one or two of those end up in the arkansas derby let's just say right you know mm-hmm. so i'm not going to sit here and say that like the field itself is like as far as the quality like who's in it they might there might be one or two but from a yeah. standpoint of right now, the ho- the race is a mess, and it's really hard to get excited about any of them right now. Now, maybe that will change after the race, but it also makes you wonder too. Uh, it will go. We can wait to kind of go into this in detail, but kind of like fierceness with the field being kind of what it is. Like it's gonna, it's kind of hard to to take the result and be like, that's the, that's a legit horse. You know what I mean? Because the field is kind of a joke in a lot of ways. Like it's so it could be a little bit of fool's gold depending on what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think with the the holy bull, everybody just kind of been down there. They they saw how fierceness has been working and they're like, Why am I gonna go face him in this race? It's it's not a big enough race really to take a chance. And I think there are some good horses down in Florida. I think some of them are not quite ready for stakes races like a born noble who's running on this card. And I think is the second best three-year-old on the card. Uh, and I think, you know, some other ones are going to go to the Sam F Davis next week that probably normally would have been in the Holy bull, but they're just not going to take on fierceness. So that one's understandable. And look, I mean, when it comes right down to it, the race out in California, what non Bob Baffert horse out there do you really want to see as a three-year-old? There, there isn't one like last year, you know, we had practical move and that he was, we don't have anything like that out there this year. So I, I just can't, I like, I, I don't know what to really say. Like he Baffert's going to dominate those races out there, you know? So I, I don't really know what we can do about that. I don't know. I mean, we talked about it. You and I did on on uh, whatever day that was, Tuesday morning, when we talked about kind of an update of the Derby and and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he's gonna steal points. Yeah, and that's what I mean. We got a twenty. Well, we have twenty, thirty, thirty six points, right, for the top three finishers of the Robert B. Lewis. Well, all four of the races we're gonna talk about, but twenty points to the winner, ten second, six third. So let's just say he runs one, two, three. 
there's 36 points that aren't beginning. And that's a lower end, you know, when it gets higher, when we get, when we get the San Felipe and we get the San Diego Derby, how many points is he taking? Yeah. Well, and if he doesn't run one, two, three, he's probably going to run one, three, four, right. (laughs) Or, you know, something like that. I mean, so I, he's going to take points one way or the other in this one. And, yeah, I, it's uh, it's it's a bad situation, but also it's kind of a funny situation. So I'm not real worried about that uh, as far as that goes. I, I am excited to kind of see Nisos and see what he does uh, and see how he runs for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, it is what it is. It's also February. You know, I mean, these are still 20-point races. We haven't gotten to the big ones. We're getting there. Risen Star, Rebel, they're, they're on the horizon, and I, I think you'll see a lot better. We'll see. Uh, you know, you've got, yeah, I mean, I mean, there could be some excitement. I think a lot of the excitement could come from Gulfstream, like you mentioned, um, with mm-hmm. not just fierceness, but who's on the undercard. You know, and then you got, is it, I think it's is it the next week, right? Is the uh, same F Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're going to obviously, we all, you know, last year we saw, um, you know, the, it, we typically see the, pl- I mean, it seems like every year, right? I said last year, but every year, Pletcher's got that kind of his, Tampa horse or two, mm-hmm. you know, which yep. can always turn into something. Obviously, uh, you know, you've got decent horses that he likes to keep separate. So he'll keep one in Gulfstream one or, you know, as far as like a big one. So could could start to learn more uh, from some of these horses. Pletcher's got a thousand horses. What, what he, what he does with more noble will be interesting with fierceness in the picture as well. Obviously assuming he's good. Um, what he does with that and then, you know, throw in one or two other ones, because that becomes a little tricky with these trainers as we go down the trail so when they have good ones is how they, where they put them, you know, where they yeah. place them because how, you know, keep them separate. We saw them, you know, you've seen, we've seen them go to fairgrounds. We've seen them go to Gulfstream, Tampa, Oakland, you name it. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how Pletcher in particular ships them out. You know, he'll build, he'll be able to do it and he know he'll do it right. And we know that because he is the best trainer out there at getting horses to the Derby. He has gotten some bad ones to the Derby and there's an art to it. And it's because he really spots them well and he sets them up well. And he looked like a, like a horse, like born noble. If he's good enough, he'll get him to the Derby. I promise you, even the speakeasy, if that horse is good enough, Pletcher will get him there. He'll find a way to do it. So he's got a bunch. He's getting them set up for those big races right now. And But listen, none of them uh, have shown what, what Fierceness have sh- has shown. So he's the man right now. Well, you you said it. Well, we said it a lot, but it's just there's a reason why. There's a reason why his numbers are so poor in the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Because he has so many runners that get to he can get to the Kentucky Derby. that, And you said it the other day that probably don't deserve to be in the Kentucky Derby, but he's got, he, he found a way to get them to the race. And, and what do you want as an owner, as a, you know, as anybody associated with the horse, you want to get a horse into the Kentucky Derby, you give it to Todd Fletcher, he'll get them there. Now their chances of winning. I mean, as as we know, you know, are, are slim based off, you know, but when you look at the numbers, the sheer numbers, I mean, him having four or five horses in a Derby every year is not, it's not crazy to think, right? There's a, it never fails. There's always like you get to March and you're like, he's going to get that horse to the Derby. Like he yep. shouldn't, but that horse is going to get the Derby. I, I mean, you even take a horse like Emmanuel. Now they opted not to run in it, but by the time they drew the Derby, Emmanuel could have gotten in the race. 
so that's the example right there. Like he was a turf horse. He, he, it, I mean, again, the owner said, no, we're not going to do it, but he got him qualified. He could have done it. And so that just showed you. So like, uh, you know, like if you own born noble or speak easy or, uh, you know, just keep on going down the line, uh, uh, uh Tuscan sky, you know, these horses, it's like, yeah, I, they're kind of way under the radar still as far as, you know, earning points or even pointing towards point points races at this time, just be patient. And, you know, he, he'll get them set up to run big races in those 50 and hundred point races. And he, you can rely on him to place the, the talent where it needs to be based on. I think he's a, he's a great handicapper and knowing, okay, horse X is here. I've got horse Y that can go beat that one. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have to send my best. I can send my second best and we can win that one. And then I can do this and this. He's a master at that. You, you people slam his derby record. And again, it's a lot of it is he's ran a lot of horses that shouldn't be there because he's so damn good at getting them there. Yeah. You might, you might talk to Kelly. He wants, you know, Rob says you should have put Husker Butch in the Pletcher barn. You probably get a guy in the derby. You never I know. don't think he would have ta uh, taken him. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a no. <laughs> That or as soon as you saw the trainer fees, you'd be like, nip, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably could have afforded him because he would have won more, but <laughs> Fletcher wouldn't have taken him. <laughs> he would have lasted one race with that, probably. So yeah. Um those big those big trainers, when they get horses like Husker Butch, they don't stay in the barn very long because at each stall, that's money to those those guys. <laughs> They're not dicking around. And if they have a horse taking up a stall, it's not making any money, they're gone. So no way Husker would last in the Pletcher barn. Yeah, Husker's probably, he should be very thankful where he's at. Yeah, he's, he's, he's happy. So, <laughs> all right, what do you say? Let's get to some races uh, this weekend. We're going to preview and get picks for uh, four Kentucky Derby prep races this weekend, including the 25 or $250,000 Holy Bull at Gulfstream Park, the $200,000 Robert B. Lewis at Santa Anita, the Southwest, $800,000 Southwest, just insane, at Oakland Park, and the $250,000 Withers. That's right, the Withers. We're not going to forget you, Withers. At Aqueduct, let's go! And they're off in the Holy Bowl! All right, Gulfstream Park on Saturday, race number 12. It's the last race on the card. It's the Holy Bull Stakes, grade three. We're 250K going to mile 16th uh, for three-year-olds, of course. Uh, field of eight shows up for this one. And again, this is the last race of the card in which, uh, in which we covered the whole card in our betting Bible. So if you went to the betting Bible last week for the Pegasus, you came out with money. Halterman just went nuts. I, you know, I tread water. I had a nice win on, on warm heart as well as you did. Uh, but we both made money on the day. So if you balled us in the Pegasus, uh, you made money. So you have money to go get the betting Bible for this weekend which is going to cover this race, the Holy Bull, as well as the whole card at Gulfstream Park. But then, you know, it's like, well, we got three other preps, so we'll have analysis for that, those three races, which we'll talk about uh, more here. But if you want to know exactly how we're going to bet or maybe not bet uh, those uh, all the derby preps on this weekend, make sure you go get the betting Bible all included in that uh, Holy Bull betting Bible at RacingDudes.com. All right. Well, uh, I say all that to say, well, we got three to five on fierceness in the Holy Bull. Of course, is your juvenile winner, is your two-year-old champion. Fierceness, Fletcher, Johnny V. I mean, I don't see a lot of scenarios here that he gets beat. Uh, no, no, not at all. And 
Before before I, I uh, talk about this race, I, I do want to mention just one thing about the Pegasus in the betting Bible. Warm Heart was probably, no, not probably, the most surprising odds in my history of horse racing. It, Do you I, realize it, she paid double what I thought she would pay? I, I've never said that. I, like, we've said that time when we got five to two on Nick's go, I mean, we joke about that. That he probably should have been about eight to five, and he was five to two. This horse probably should have been four to five, and she was almost five to two. So I just wanted to mention that it was it was absolutely the most shocking odds I've ever gotten on a horse, and was very happy to get them. But uh, anyway, I don't want to comment or not. But it was uh, it was. Uh, I mean, we we talked about it on the show. I like think we kind of predicted last week, and and uh, yeah, we were both at four to five, three to five, somewhere in that ballpark, you know? And to think that, I don't even know, did, did she ultimately go to the, she was second choice though, right? Oh, absolutely. A, yeah. a straw, like a far away second yeah. choice. She was one tick of the tote board from five to two. She paid $6 and 80 cents. So she was not close to the favorite. At what point, you know, I was, I was watching it, but kind of on my phone, it wasn't really able to focus because I was, <laughs> At Chuck E. Cheese at a birthday party. <laughs> uh, but you guys, like, watching it live, you know, really the lead-up going into it. I know from experience, of course, not that magnitude, but when you do have a horse that you like that's a little bit dead on the board, at what point are you – because, you know, this is a huge bet, you know, huge opinion. At what point are you like, I'm I, Am I missing something here? Should I be worried? Like, should I not make this bet? You know what? Like, did that start to creep in? Yes, <laughs> because <laughs> it was so odd. So here's the deal: if she's seven to five or eight to five, it's not that odd. Yeah, yeah. But she opened at two to one, and she never moved. And then at one point, it got to eight to five, nine to five, and I said, "Okay, it's going to creep." We're not going to get yeah. as slow as I thought, but it's going to be seven to five, three to two. And then she started going up again. And everybody was like, oh, no, she's not the favorite in the pick three. She's not the favorite in this, that, the double, whatever. And so we just kept thinking, look, this was our strongest opinion on the day, and it's not even close. And you could tell by the way we structure our wagers. So it's like we're rolling with it, and there, there's nothing here that we're not seeing, like, we study this just as you know hard as anybody. We got the data that everybody's got. Everybody loved integration, and everybody really had doubts. So it 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 really worked out. It was uh, it was quite the gift. But anyway, let's go. Let's anyway, go to the. Yeah. Let's go to the. So whole so, so hey, to 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 round that out for you, what you're saying is we can expect to get a somewhere similar price on fiercest on Saturday, right? No. <laughs> But honestly and truly, I would I would equate her odds with my confidence level to getting like even money on fierceness this weekend. You look up and you go, "What? He's even money? Like that would be insane, right?" Because I think everybody thinks one to five is probably where where he's going to be here. So to to look at it, I, I don't really know what to say about this race. He is way better than everybody in the field. He's ran two races that are that 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 kind of tower his maiden win towers over the field, right? So 
I mean, the only play against him is, Hey, I don't think he's going to show up. And Jared, I'm just, I, I don't have the crystal ball to know when a horse isn't going to show up. I just have to look at it and go, okay, who's the best horse. Well, I, that took one second. It's fierceness. Okay. Let's go kind of, how's he doing? Well, he's working like crazy, crazy good works. Like, is he going a distance that he can't handle? No. I mean, is he, does he have a bad post? No. Is he pace compromised? The opposite. Like he, he could control the pace. It's just one of those things. If he loses, he, it just means he flat ass did not show up. And I, I don't predict that he's going to do that. So he seems almost too easy for me. I mean, yeah, I as just think like as Good as Otello has looked, you know, his high buyer is an 80. I mean, that was on debut. He got a 76. So, he's, you know, by the numbers wise, he regressed in his next start, which is one thing I, I mean, I don't take a lot into, I look at all numbers, but I don't take a lot. But the one thing I do take into those is especially these young horses. And when a horse isn't like from a numbers perspective, didn't progress much in, in one race after another. Now it doesn't mean that they're bad horse, but you like to see, in my opinion, you like to see that, okay, they debuted at 72. The next race was an 81 or 82. The next race was an 88. You know what I mean? Like that just slight progression. So that's one factor, but to, to forget, forget that 80 and 76 fierceness. It's a 95 and a one Oh five on his two, his two, you know, flashy races. Now, of yeah. course, he still ran a fifty-nine. As ba- he got beat by twenty links, ran a fifty-nine. Uh, so basically, still. My point is, it, it's going to take him to. Re- it's going to really take a race like that, Champagne, for yeah. him to get beat here. Uh, yeah. it, it, any sort of resemblance, and I mean like seventy percent of the maiden or the last race. It, it, he wins for fun. I don't see. I just, I just don't see really a situation. I think he's he's light years better. And, yeah, and I don't yeah. know how it's hard. Even if you play the fiercest over Otello, which I think is the most logical exacta here, I, I don't know it pays anything really. I mean, what's it pay? Like three dollars, four dollars? I mean, I guess you play it cold and you just hammer it. I mean, if the if the if the fierceness Otello exacta pays three dollars for a dollar or four dollars for a dollar, I'll take it. Like because I do think Otello is Otello is very logical to come in second. I I just kind of look at it as fierceness is going to go to the front. Whoever else is out there is probably going to get their heart broken a little bit. And then I just think Otello will just kind of run up and kind of pick up the pieces. I I like Otello. I think he's a pretty good horse. I don't think he's in fierceness category, but I I do think, you know, if it was a situation where there was just like a ton of speed and maybe they were going a distance, that was a little questionable. You might really kind of think of Otello here, but those are just the factors really set up against him in this race. Like I don't see a lot of speed and I, I don't think he'll get a better trip than fierceness. I mean, to me, him to win would be very surprising. All right, so let's play this game because, uh, you know, Shoddy says she lo- she doesn't hate Hades or Sea Streak. 
Hades, the one horse at six to one. Um, Paco gets them out. Has you know really never been touched. Uh, <laughs> ran a you know eight, one by eight. Got an eighty-four buyer on the last race. Went kind of gate to wire in uh, going seven furlongs. And then for the eight C Streak C Wizard out of it's C Wizard C Wizard horse out of the uh, silver deputy mayor. <laughs> but uh, no, this is a horse that ran third in the Mucho Macho Man last out to Otello, who's in here, um, and first World War, who got second. Uh, made special weight was decent. The only the, the debut was really Bookham Dano beat this horse, but it was a pretty good race. That's kind of the, I guess, claim to fame, so to speak. C-Streak is 20 to 1. I don't know. I, I guess a, a bigger question is, do you start at what point are you like, okay, well, fierceness is fierceness, whatever. And you kind of say, well, some of these horses probably think the same thing. Hey, I can get 10 points for second in this race. So I think a lot of these horses, because fierceness has that tactical speed, right? You don't, you don't really tangle with him. So a horse like sea streak, um, if that's who you like, I mean, I guess you want to get, I guess my point is, do you want to try to get creative and not play Otello in second, but also, but play some of these other ones in second. I don't, I don't have a lot of interest in C streak. Um, look, Hades, I think makes a little bit of sense. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't hate playing that horse underneath. I mean, that that's obviously a logical horse that can run up and maybe hit the board. Uh, C streak, not for me. I think domestic product is one, you might want to take a long look at maybe he can, you know, kind of run up, hit the board. He, he wasn't good in the rims in, but you know, I, I think they're taking blinkers off. Maybe, maybe that's going to help. It's kind of take your pick. Like you, you take fierceness out of the race and you handicap this for what it is. Ugh. It's basically an allowance field. You know, I mean, or maybe it's the mucho macho man again, because that's basically what it is. Uh, I just, there's, you know, you can kind of make a case for any of them, I guess is where I'm going. If you, if you want to go against uh, uh fierceness it, it, or you just are, or you're looking for that underneath horse, you can throw out any name and I'll just probably say, yeah, I got a shot because they all are pretty similar after, after the favorite. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, make sure you're, you know, the, the Betty Bible, by the way, is, uh, should be out by either if you're a night owl like myself late tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so then you can kind of get an idea of kind of what Halterman and I settled on as far as how you want to play this race and what horse we do like underneath. But I do think no matter what you play, you're, you, you have to get aggressive with it. You know? And I don't mean that by saying we got to pay play, you know, 5,000, 10,000 to win on fierceness. What I mean is you, you need to play a, whatever, you know, amount you're comfortable with, but straight don't mess with fierceness over three other horses or fierceness over even two. I frank, frankly think, make your opinion. If it's Hades, if it's sea streak, if it's Otello, whoever you like, Start looking at those will pays when the race get you know when when we're you know five ten minutes to post. Look at the probables for those exactas worth the seven over blank, and that way you can get a good feel for it. If it's if if hotel if you like if Otello's three to one and and C Streak is fifteen to one, maybe you're like, well, I'll I'll play ten twenty dollars on that with the eight or whatever it is. But look at your values there, and, and that to me is the way you play this race. Yeah, it's pretty simple. If if you look down in fierceness 
is in any of your bets, play it straight. If you look down and he's not, you can box it. It's it's pretty it's pretty easy. That, I mean that, that that's really all I could say to you. Uh it it is it's I mean there's just no way you can play fierceness and, and get like creative and use a bunch of horses. You just can't. So and look, I mean if you're going to go against him, to me it's the equivalent of going and get a lottery ticket and and just praying yeah. something comes in. I mean because that's that's what you're doing. There isn't an an angle where he loses. There's right. not. The, you're just hoping he doesn't show up. And the one like good news, if you're going to go that route is he has a race where he didn't show up. So you're just hoping that happens again. And I totally get it. If you want to do that, that's just not what I'm going to do. Yeah. And let's, I guess we'll at least put it out there. Right. I'll, I'll at least throw it into the universe. Dancing groom beat him that day. I'm just saying, Dancing Groom beat him that day. He's in the race. Can Dancing Groom do it again? I mean, I don't know, but Dancing Groom finished ahead of fierceness in his yeah. lifetime. How about that? So you could have finished ahead of him. I mean, it, it, <laughs> he didn't run, you know. And again, like if you want to do that, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying there isn't any kind of indication he's not going to show up, other than he did do it once, right? He might get racing and I'm done being shocked with horse racing results. That much I can tell you. I will not be shocked if he loses because I've seen it happen. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm I've got enough experience now to know any of them could lose at any time. You look at look at that how good that main special weight was, by the way, from fierceness. I mean, not I mean not him visually, obviously good number, but like air defiance, but little like these horse like came comeback winners that looked good. Oh yeah. And yeah. he just he just I mean, he's he is at his peak, well, as we've seen, he's he's elite. Well, right? dude, he he beat the hell out of Muth. Muth came back, he looked great. In his yeah. last race, I thought like that even that wasn't even really what Muth wants to do. He looked fantastic in that race, and, and he, he kind of looked great in the Breeders' Cup, dude. He did. He ran a very good race. I mean, and people like, oh, I love Locked. He killed. Locke. I mean, he Locked never saw him. He was so far behind for most of that race, and that's not a knock on Locked. It's just like he, he's in a different atmosphere if he runs a race that he's capable of running. Yeah. And as I said before, um, you know, I, I still, even though he's, you know, you'd, I would like to have seen someone in here where at least gives me a pot. Like if I'm like, well, if I, if he doesn't show up this horse, I feel like could, could be the one to beat him. And, um, but that's, there's not one in here. So, but I still think like in the back of your mind, you still, and you've, and you've mentioned it many times and it's still in my mind. It's like, you still think of that champagne. Yeah. So we just, I just, you just need to see that one race, one more that return race where you're like, okay, kind of get, wash that out, you know, where you're like, kind of, okay, that's forget that. I don't know what that was. It was a track or whatever. He didn't like it. You also wonder, you know, you look at the, the maiden special weight, you look at the Be Breeders' Cup, which I mean, he was pretty much on the lead the whole way around. If he gets in and not saying there's one in this race, but maybe down the line, Maybe he doesn't have a lot of heart, you know, maybe he's one of those, if he doesn't get the lead or doesn't go his way, he kind of packs it in. Right. You know, yep. but it's not like that's, we've not seen that before from good horses. So yeah, here, I don't think that's, we're going to have an issue with it, but as we go down the line, you get a horse that's kind of freaky speed wise could, 
could be interesting. So, um, all right, this race, we're both on fierceness to win, obviously. And this was easy, right? 0.5 is the over under for the Kentucky Derby. I, I mean, I, I, if I go, if I go, if I go one, I mean, I go 1.5. I mean, obviously it's under, I don't know. It seems like an easy one. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, Otello might sneak in there, but I, I, you know, I would go over and go, you know, 0.5 go over. Yep. 0.5 over 1.5 under, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. There you go. Fierceness. Uh, and, and real quick before, like it, to anybody playing the multis and stuff, which obviously is going to be included into the betting Bible. Um, so make sure you, you get it for that as well. But I mean, is there any strategy other than just like, he's a free square, forget it, move on. Oh, you do one of two things. You put, he's a single or you, you leave him off and you can play. I mean, literally as many as you want. If you leave him off what you do not do, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Listen, now everybody for, stop what you're doing. Listen yeah. to what he's about to say. Please don't go four deep and use fierceness. Don't do that. Don't go three deep and use fierceness. If you are going to use him, he's a single move on. That's just that's just how you do it. I mean, that's you, you just you, can't, you, you either leave him off and you can go as deep as you want, or you single him. And, and it might sound like some people might sound that, well, obviously, but there's a lot of people that and and not bashing them like that just that wouldn't understand that. It's like, well, I want to use him, obviously, but I also just in case he gets beat, I want to use whatever you know. And it's like, no, at some point in this game, in your betting, you have to make. A decision, you know. Well, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to a horse like that, that that's that's your options. I mean, if you do something different, it's it's not the correct way to do it. It's just not, and it's not. That's not my opinion. That's mathematics. I I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, go ahead. I, I'm really not the guy that sits here and, and tells you you know how to wager your money. Like it's your money. You do what you want. But mathematically speaking, you single. Or you leave him completely off, and in that case, you can do what you want. And they're off in the Robert B. Lewis Stakes. All right, let's head on over to, uh, I guess we'll go across the country here, to California. Let's go to the uh, Bobby B. Lewis, the Robert B. Lewis Stakes, grade three, uh, worth 200K, going one mile for three-year-olds. Again, I guess we have a little bit of a situation here. It is, by the way, the the Holy Bull 2010-642. All these are 2010-642. Except for this one, because, well, I guess it is technically, but we have a bunch of Bob Baffert horses in the race who can't earn points for the race. So you got three Bob Bafferts out of the nine. Nisos, Nisos, however you want to say it, four to five favorite. Very clear, very uh, very fierceness-like as far as the favorite goes. I guess the only caveat to this one that's different than the Holy Bull is that you do at the very least have, I mean, there's other Bafferts, right, that, that are hyped. That at one point, at least, were hyped, and... Um, I guess if you're trying to beat Nisos, that's there is a way, or at least there's horses that you might want to use. But from the big picture, you do have a situation here that these horses are going to release or someone's earning points at this rate, or at least going to get points that would have gotten points. It's not going to because they're trained by Bob Baffert. Yeah, I mean, for me in this one, I, I think this is the absolute perfect distance for Nisos and. That's not me saying I don't think he can get a mile and an eighth. I think we'll find that out. And some horses that are really good milers, when they stretch them out to a mile and an eighth, they're fine. I mean, they can do it. Maybe it's not like their optimum distance, but they still can win and and look impressive. For for Nisos, though, I think a, I think a mile at Santa Anita 
I think I think it's gonna take a really, really good horse to beat him. Guess what? I don't think there's a really, really good horse in this race. So these are the two boring ones we're gonna start with, but I, I I'm just not the type of guy to sit here and like make things up that I don't see just because I want to like play a big price. Like I just I just play what is in front of me. And to me, Nisos looks very likely to win this race. This is a horse that debuted at Santa Anita. It's going six furlongs, one by ten and a half. Next race, uh, ran a Del Mar in the Bob Hope, one by eight and three quarters. Neither, I mean, it's never been tested, never been any issues. 96 and 97 buyers. Like I said, he's not he's not fierceness yet, but he's he's there, right? I mean, he's that kind of horse, at least uh, is what he looks like. Now, this is the next test, but it I mean the biggest, the biggest testers if you, are are other Bob Baffert horses, right? And so mm-hmm. it's just I don't. And then you look at the numbers and you look at the the horses, and I mean Coach Prime didn't even win last time out. Um, now we'll go to him, I guess, a little bit here because I thought he when you text me and said he was in and and imagination was out uh, as far as this race, I was a little surprised because I kind of I mean I thought Coach Prime was. I don't know where we'd see him next and imagination seems like a lock to run in his, in this race. So interesting to see what that movement means, but the fact that coach primes, do you, do you take any stock into that as far as like, okay, well, nice was obviously like, we don't need to talk. Like we know what he is, or at least you look at him and it's like, but, Oh, he tried, he just, he decided to run coach prime in here instead of, is that a trainer? Or, I mean, an owner type thing. Is it, Maybe he's doing better than he expected. Like, do you ever, do you put any kind of stock into that? No, not really. Uh, I just kind of just handicap them and, and go from there. I think it's hard to, to read those situations sometimes. Who's, who's saying what, who wants to do what? The bottom line is like, we can kind of guess, but we don't really know, you know, what's going on with that unless, you know, we happen to actually know the owner or the trainer, which does happen, I guess, every once in a while. But in this case, we don't know the situation, but Look, I don't think Baffert enters horses when they're not going to run very well. You know, uh, usually when he enters them, they're they're fit and ready to go. So, look, I I kind of like Coach Prime in second here. Um, you know, I went back and looked at the Low Sal race, and boy, what a strange race! And I, I really don't think any of those horses were that good in the Low Sal Meals Futurity, including the one I own in the fantasy team. We'll talk about in a minute. Who I don't think he's great. I he fought though, and. But anyway, you look at Coach Prime. He did have to go wide that day. Um, I think a good horse would have won the race, though, still. Um, but, you know, look, I think Coach Prime can 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 get up for second in this spot. I, I think he's going to kind of just take back, try to make one run and pass the rest of them, and uh, maybe not Nisos. Yeah, I mean, you look at, like, I don't know. Like, I think he certainly is the second – I, I mean, I guess why me up is interesting, but I, I think he's the second best horse in the race, Coach Prime, and I. But I do think the margin's fairly wide between. I mean, you look at the day or the main special weight breakers for the two of them. Coach Prime started on the turf, which is just bizarre. Um, but like, you got you know, you got a seventy-five buyer on on his, and he won by seven and a quarter. Looked awesome, Coach Prime. That is Pratt mm-hmm. also rode Coach Prime. I think that's as important as well, considering Coach Prime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering Pratt is on Nisos, who well, he also rode last out. So pretty much 
I mean, not that you needed any evidence for it. I was going to say, there wasn't any debate, I don't think, in that room. But It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear, right? Uh, yeah. But he got it. But on debut, 96 buyer for Nysos versus the 75. He literally beat him by 20 points. I just think that I think they're literally different different atmospheres uh, when it compares to those two. But someone's got to finish second. I mean, it might as well be Coach Prime, right? Yeah, I think Coach Prime's – this is weird to say, but I, I think, like, if Coach Prime was named, like, uh, you know, Scat Cat or something like that, he wouldn't get as much attention that he does. You know, Coach Prime is such a cool name, and he did win really flashy, and it's just kind of like, yeah, he gets a lot of attention because of the name. I really believe that. So, uh, you know, I – I still, at the end of the day, you know, my job is to handicap. And I I thought he would win the Los Alamitos Futurity. And I he didn't. And that was disappointing. But I don't think he was awful. So, I don't know. But, yeah, speaking of Scat Cat, what about Scatify? That was the other one, the non-Bafford horse. I kind of like him. He broke his maiden at Los Al against some pretty expensive uh, horses there in a maiden special weight. So, I don't, maybe Scatify is kind of ready to take that jump. Um, obviously, very well-bred maybe he's the one that gets up and gets second or, or I, I don't know if he'll scare Nizos, but maybe he'll be around, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate him either. I thought that debut was nice. Uh, my concern with him a little bit is, is, is the situation of, you know, it's a, he draw, he drew outside and, and he, he does have a little bit of, speed like he's not he doesn't need to be on it but he's going to be up there forwardly placed and you've got several speed horses in here it's certainly trained by bob baffert i just think there might be a little bit of a he might have it up against him a little bit on that from that regard yeah. i don't know if you're not if you're talking about the horse that's not trained by bob baffert because i'll be honest with you i have four horses you know in our top four in the bible three of them are trained by bob baffert um the one that's not is uh, the three better than gold? Um, yeah. uh, that's to me. That was the one where I was like, you know, like, and more than anything, it was like, okay, to scratch out the debut, which, by the way, I mean, looks worse than it was because he who he got beat by, uh, nice us as he got beat by. Um, but the next race, he beat Imagination, who obviously came back to you know we thought would run in this race, but um, he also is like a horse that's not going to be compromised on this on the front end. So if you're looking for a horse, it's like it's you know this gets kind of weird. Nisos or Nisos just runs them off the you know, and then all these other ones are just kind of coming. You know, like to me, better than gold could be the horse that kind of picks them up. Like because Mike Smith is probably going to know, like, hey, you know, Mandel, like we're not we're not trying to win this thing, right? We're yeah. we're, we're going to just get get the horse and get him a good trip, and let's get up there for second. Makes sense. I mean that that that's as good a you know logic as any to get get that second place horse. Uh, I I think that does make sense. Uh, he he's okay. I I watched his re- replays back. He he's not bad, and I I think you could say kind of like the seven stronghold, kind of the same thing. He's not too bad. Like he might be able to do it too. Like you can again. This was this is so similar to the to the race in Florida. Only I think these horses, these kind of also ran types are a little bit better, but you can really make a case for all of them when it comes to second and third. Well, that's just it. I, and to, to that regard, it's very much different because I feel like with, at least in my opinion, I have a pretty good, I mean, I might, it could be wrong, but I really like 
a horse, one horse, you know, underneath fierceness in the other one, you know, yeah. like I I'm okay with playing it. But in this case, I'm having a hard time being like, okay, clearly I want six on top, but who am I putting second? You know, I, 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 I could make a, I make a case for like, I have three horses in my top or, you know, underneath the, underneath Nysos and all three of them, I basically was just like, well, I'll put him here. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't, I didn't have a very strong opinion to who would be the second to him. Yep. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think Nysos is going to be bet quite as hard as, as, uh, uh, fierceness. I really don't. So uh, you might be able to play Nysos over two horses in this one and get away with it. You're not gonna be able to do it in the other one. I think you're gonna be able to do it in this one. Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see what the Bob Bafferts like. Those are paying, right? Because mm-hmm. there might be a situation here where you could you could look at it and say, okay, I can play both of them. You know, play that, and, I, and you don't even have to do it that way. You can ladder it like I like to do. Where you could be like, all right, I'm playing six over mm-hmm. one for twenty bucks, and I'm playing the six over the five for fifteen or whatever it is. Cause you'd look at the calculations like, well, if this one wins, it makes you makes fifty dollars. This one, if this result happens, it makes seventy or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to kind of like it's not it's you're not gonna high end it very high, you know, but you can get a pretty good gauge. Like, okay, this is what it would pay. So that would be maybe something you could do. Seems like knock on wood easy money but right um you know like you say it's horse racing but all right so this one is gotta be 0.5 and under because who uh, who, i mean by the way we're both picking nisos to win this race but because they're not getting any points yep and and even if you run well if you're better than gold or you're scatified you run really well big whoop you got 10 points max probably so i don't know yeah, I think it's uh, under. Under, totally. I, I don't. I don't think anything comes from this race, unfortunately, because you look at it on no. paper, you say, well, shit, there's at least probably two in here that could definitely make a case for getting into the Derby. Mm-hmm. And yep. you don't, I mean, because surely Bob Baffert could get Wind Me Up or Coach Prime into the Derby, you know, in, in, a, in a normal year. 100%. Yep. And so it's like, well... I guess it's, I guess we just, you know, I, get used to it, I guess. Cause that's what it's going to be like all year where you got these horses running these races and you're just like, well, yep. it's a good race to bet. I like this horse to win, but it means nothing to the Derby. Yep. And they're off in the Southwest eggs. Let's go to Oakland park for the easiest race of the, two, oh, of the four uh, race number 11 on Saturday, the Southwest stakes, grade three uh, worth $800,000 for going to mile 16 for three-year-olds field of 12. Uh, lines up here again, 20 points to the winner, 20, 20, 10, six, four, two, all of them can get points, um, except for one, I guess. <laughs> so wine stock, your, uh, the, your, the, your Bob Baffert entry can't get points, but everyone else can get points in the race four to one, a wine stock. I mean, look at the dude, this is a race that is just, and we talked about it a little bit in the opening. I mean, Awesome road, who I thought could be dead, was is eight to one in the race. So I mean, <laughs> it kind of tells I mean, you, kind of tells you about the race in a nutshell. It's it's just a disaster, it really is. And what a what a just a a handicapping puzzle. Uh, I mean, is the only way I could put it. This isn't even a puzzle. This is well, it is a puzzle, but it's like you you, you lost like half the pieces. It's like a super old puzzle, and you don't even, the pieces are just gone. 
it's, and you've got other place pieces of the other puzzles in it within it, and you're just like, I don't even know where to start. If you if if you like Googled, hey Google, throw 12 random mediocre to above average ranged type three-year-olds in a race and just randomly throw them together, this is what it would spit out for you. <laughs> it it's a mess. And look, I I will come into the race saying I think number seven, Carbone, I, I think he's the most talented horse in the race. He's got a lot of questions. And how far does he truly want to go? We're not sure. He did win going two turns pretty impressively last time out. Feel good about that. But this race looks to have a ton of speed. And I'm just afraid if he really, truly doesn't want to go two turns and they get a lot of speed up front with him, he may get embarrassed in this race. And, and, and therefore I would get embarrassed for picking him to win. Right. So I kind of defaulted. I said, Hey, I think Carbone's the best source. I'm going to pick him. We'll see what happens with him. Um, I, I, his, his stable mate there, Otto, the conqueror, man, I kind of wanted to pick him, but I just keep going back to that Remington park springboard mile. And, and, you know, we, that was when I was in Vegas with, with Ryan and Paul and John, we all watched that race. And, when we watched it live, we thought that was exciting, man. It was a two horse battle and they, they kind of went at it. And then like next morning I see the guys, I was like, you know, I, I rewatched that. And those horses behind them were <laughs> gaining on them something fierce. And I know it's not because those horses behind them kicked it into another gear. They were stopping up front. And then you look at the speed figure and it's like, yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. So when they were turning for home, we were kind of looking at each other like, I think Otto the Conqueror, we he may like really put on an impressive show. And then he, he just kind of hung. So I didn't go with him. I don't really think Winstock's that great. I'll now let's get really bizarre. I almost picked just Steele to win the race for the coach. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, I think it's going to set up great for him. But at the end of the day, I, I think Carbone is the best horse in the race. So I went number seven, Carbone. I, you know, he's, he's ran two good races. The last two races from Just Steel have been really good. I mean, he won one of them and got a nice number from it. Yep. Got second in the last one to Catching Freedom and the Smarty Jones. Uh, it's almost like the reset button on him a little bit with, you know, not ju- throwing him right from the main special weight to the hopeful. Uh, yep. It's like, oh, who would have imagined? That, uh, you know, actually taking it slow with him might work. But, yeah, he definitely looks like a different horse. I like him a lot underneath in this race. Um, yeah. Because he just he's like, oh, that horse. You know, it's like, oh, who we got second? It's, of course, it was it was D. Wayne um, who came, you know, running up for you know, late in the race. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you with Carbone. I, that's who I defaulted on. And I kind of hate it, honestly, because it's nine to two. But at, at the same time, it's like he might just kind of run – a lap around this thing and, and not, you know, just kind of like, yep, yeah, you know, because he's faster than everybody else, better than everybody else. He is going from the mile to the mile 16th, you know, son of Matoli, you know, never really know how far Matoli horses want to go, but I don't, especially at Oakland, I don't necessarily believe the mile 16th is going to be too much for him off that mile. If you're going past that, if he wins here, you're going past that, you might start to get concerned a little bit, but uh, for him here, I'm not, I, I, 
from when you look at their races, like on paper from everybody in the race, his standout. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I don't love it. And I'm with you. It's like, you very much could be like, I could see him winning by three or four kind of under wraps. I could also see him like top the stretch. You're like, well, he's not going to, he might be last, you know, 100%. like, so I, I think, I really think it could be either or. And I, I realize that's not an awesome uh, bet, uh, a pick to give you guys, but it, it, this is one of those races that I am going to tread very lightly. Yeah. And like, you know, shoddy shouting liberal arts, you know, she loves that horse and I could do I it. I could see, I could see it, but I also could see that horse. Like we're sitting around and we go, where did that horse get a call? Like where, where was the horse? You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I've seen people pick common defense and I think it's the same thing. It's like, could win for sure. Or it's like, where, what, like did, we did common defense. Did he finish the race type of stuff? And I'm not like knocking anybody because I really am with you. It's like, I just don't have a clue what could happen. I mean, if a 60 to one shot wins this race, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I'll, I'll put you on the spot then because like, cause it is that race. And I, who is like the like just the we'll call it the makes no sense horse of the race that could that I mean and again if you're going there you could go all twelve well any of them that are high odds but like you know what I mean you know what I mean like here's a horse that makes no sense but you could also say you know what wouldn't be surprised I'm sitting here on uh, Saturday night and this horse won the the Southwest I, I think Common Defense is the long shot that it, it looks like the McPeak type of winner, I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. Uh, common defense. I think there's going to be a lot of pace. I do think this horse will come running with a, with a nice little kick. He's kind of the one that I'm like, yeah, I should have saw that coming. You know, I, I can't really say that about the two or the three They you know, those are 30 to one shots that I don't think make a lot of sense. Um, you know, the nine linebacker is still a maiden, but He's been beaten by some decent horses, so I think there's worse horses you could play, honestly. I'm not saying he's going to win or anything, but I think there's worse horses you could play, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, he got beat by Legal Eyes. Uh, he got beat by Imperial Gun. I mean, he also got beat by El, El Magnifico, so that's maybe that's a negative. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I that type of horse, if it wins, it's I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, I mean, you 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 said it. That's I mean, it, he's a classic McPeak horse um, for that situation. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe he, I, maybe the fifteen to one is is you don't get because of that, and it's McPeak, and you know, like he, he could take some money, but you know, he got second on debut, came back, looked really good. Um, I like him better than the other McPeak. So I, I, Mystic Dan, I think, might be limited a little bit on distance, but. Common defense looks like a horse that at least could be one that could, you know, picking them off late. Um, yeah. If thing falls apart and these horses are, you know, because you got to imagine too, like, let's like Carbone, let's say he throws it in early and, you know, let's say Winstock throws it in early and it's like Odo the Conqueror is, you know, hanging like he does. You know, it's like you get to a point where like, who's going to win this thing? You know, mm-hmm. if this thing, if you, like, who wants to finish the race? So, don't let anybody talk you off anybody in this race. No. If, no. if you have an opinion, you love Magic Grant or whatever, like just 
just go for it because it's that kind of race. Um, yeah, we're both on Carbone, which is, you know, a little borderline ridiculous. But uh, let's see. Because you got Brad Cox in here. You got Aspusen, a couple Aspusens. Um, one and a half. Under. One and a half. Under. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy under, huh? Yep. Do you think it's one? Do you under. think we get one in here? Okay. Nope. <laughs> so, got so, somebody made a comment. I forget who it was. Somebody's running on Lasix. And somebody on the Discord said, oh, this one's not going to get points because it's run on Lasix. Like, it's an $800,000 race, and none of them are going to make the Derby. They all should be re- running on Lasix. This is their greatest chance to get 800000 in my opinion. So they all should be firing their absolute best. I, I think nobody makes the Derby from this. I. Well, even Carbone, it's like, I don't think he's great, you know? Yeah. Well, say this about it. Not, you know, not to shit all over it. Like it's easy to do, but it is a $800,000 race. And like you said, a lot of these horses are not very good, but Mm -hmm. they are running an $800,000 race. And they probably are looking at it more like that than they are. Let's get points for the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. They're looking at it like this is an $800,000 race where I can easily run top three here with this horse and I'm never getting a purse like this where I have a chance to get top three ever again. I mean, do you think, <laughs> do you think the owners of Charleston are like, we shouldn't run in the Southwest? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. There's a ch- saying there's a chance, right? So, um, yeah, shoddy says she does not believe the under there. All right. Three in here are top 20 in Derby points already, she says. I mean, it's February 1st, so. What do they What do they have, Shoddy? Like eight? Yeah. It's, six, it's, I mean, the top the top 20 Derby point getters right now is pretty, pretty worthless, honestly. So, I, what do you want me to say? I, I think it's a horrible race. I, I can't help it. Like, I, I can't say it's, if I thought it was good, I'd say it was good. All set. For the withers. And they're off. All right. Let's get to the next one because uh, I wish I had a better one for you lined up there, buddy, but I don't. Uh, withers at Aqueduct, race number nine on Saturday. I haven't gone through here and looked at the time, so someone can help me out with that. What times are like? Yeah, someone in the chat that's looked at this, like, what order are these? I, th- I believe. Oh, that's a good question. I believe, for some reason, I remember seeing Robert B. Lewis wasn't as late as I thought it was going to be. Okay, um, I know it's I know it's earlier on the card for that reason, but Aqueducts two fifty five. Th- these are Central times two fifty five Central for the Withers, okay. uh, four forty five for the Holy Bull. Okay, Santa Anita will be at earlier. I bet four twenty three. Yep. So it's before the Holy Bull. Yep, and then Oakland will be four forty two. So geez, we're gonna have Golly, okay. let's throw them all on top of each other. Those last ones. So we'll probably be live for the Withers, so about 2.45 through 4. Th- 2.40, about like last week, 2.45 through 5. Yeah. 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 So there you go. There, and, and, you know, the, the, the timing for Goldstream is not going to help us out any at all either. So, no. Um, they're all going to run on top of each other, those last three anyways, sounds like. But should it provide some fun entertainment, so make sure you uh, check us yeah. out live, the reactions. I thoroughly enjoyed watching you and Magic. <laughs> recap uh, watch the replays and watch them with you guys because it was pretty entertaining 
um, especially with a warm heart one. But anyways, all right. Withers, uh, Aqueduct, Field of Nine shows up here. Hey, we have a race, Halterman. We all can get points. Uh, 2010, 6, 4, and 2. But that's also a pretty sad reality as well when you look at this field, that you're going to have one horse in here at least that's going to have 20 points when they win this race. 8 to 5 on light line for Brad Cox, 5 to 2 on El Grando, 5 to 2 at, uh, for uh, Linda Rice, speedrunner is a 5 to 1. Fletcher's got a couple in here. Take it away, buddy. I, it was funny. I was introducing this race to, this morning to my dad. You know, I was like, all right, and now we'll go to the <laughs> to the Withers. And, uh, you know, don't feel bad if you don't recognize some of these horses if you're watching out there. And I kicked to my dad. He goes, well, I'm glad you said that because I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> I'm not dying <laughs> laughing. It's like, well, I'm, I'm sure people are tuning into the, the su- supposed expert here want to hear that. So good job. <laughs> I've never... Never heard of these, but I mean, you know how he is. He's just, he just says what he's thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, I mean, this is, this is really bad. I mean, if you think if you look, the Southwest is much better than this race. Let's I'll I'll say that right off the bat. And I don't like it. We kind of know what it is. You know, I, I, I thought about betting the number one speed runner for a long time, but you go back and watch that main special weight that he won last time out. it, It wasn't great. El Grande O, you kind of know he's going to go to the front, and most likely he's coming back. Mission Beach, that's a horse that, you know, Baffert just gave up on and gave it to Brittany Russell. Now, listen, Brittany Russell's done <laughs> decent with horses like that in the past. Yeah, so I know. I almost picked Mission Beach. I At the end of the day, I think the number three light line is the play, though, and I, I want to – I'll say it. I think – think if he gets out of the gate well and gets a good position he might win by about the same margin that drum roll please won the jerome like if you go back and watch lightline's last race it was really pretty damn good like he broke and he w- had to go dead last he broke bad he was in that race with carbone and when he broke like that i was just like oh, that's kind of sad because i think he's decent i, I don't know if he would have beat carbone but it's like, I wish we could have seen him run today type of thing. And he looked like he was just kind of done. And they asked that horse to run. He made a long, sustained, wide rally. He yeah. passed every one of those horses. Of course, he only he couldn't get to Carbone. But I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, get him out of the gate. Get him a better position. If he comes with any kind of kick like that, I think he'll, he'll loop these horses. So I went light line. And I, I mean... I'm as confident as I can be in a horse that's running in this race. Like even, even that being said with like light line, it's still not a flashy horse, you know, two races back. He was a heavy favorite. He had every shot to win and he got beat. He's still not great, but I think he's better than this group. I mean, it's, I hate to, I hate to back a horse that has, you know, attempted twice in a row allowance races and hasn't won that's light line and then you're going right into a stakes race but you know they they haven't been my my concern with him is that that he hasn't he's kind of ran the same race all three times you know his his numbers wise like the numbers have just kind of been he's ran a mile mile 16th and a mile and they've all his numbers have come back now like he hasn't looked bad in either any of them but he hasn't like 
had that performance where you're like, yeah, like he might be okay. I get why he's the play. And honestly, I, I think he has a great shot to win, but it also is a little scary to play an eight to five horse that hasn't really looked super flat. I mean, he's looked well, but you know what I mean? He's not had that perform that made even a made special weight or I mean, allowance win coming into this where you're like, Whoa, that was, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, the problem is like you start digging for, okay, wh- what's going to happen? Like wh- who can I lock myself into here? You're going to be digging for a long time. There's just not anything to hang your hat on that makes you feel great. You know? And uh, like, for example, let, let's put Otello up against this field. I, I think, you'd feel pretty good that Otello would come up here and win. Right. Even like if you put like coach prime at, in this field, you feel pretty darn good. And we're, we're saying they probably don't have much of a chance to win their respective races. You put them up here. It's like, yeah, that pro- I'd probably pick them, you know? So it, oh, it's, I, yeah. it's you, you just, it's just hard to kind of, Hey, I've got this horse and I think he's pretty good. You just kind of go, okay, I've got this horse and I think he's just a little bit better than the rest of them. And to be honest, that's what drum roll please was in the Jerome. And to be honest, he probably would have been this. It would have been the same race in the withers if he would have stayed healthy and, and ran here. I'm going to go with, uh, so obviously I, I, I am, I do think the light line is probably a deserving, uh, favorite here i just i don't have a ton of confidence in him especially i'm gonna go with the the one speed runner uh that's who i i've kind of been debating between the one and light line um but you know given that that we have that mile and eighth race under his belt it was granted a maiden special weight but he got that maiden or that uh, mile and eighth race it was at the track and the horse kind of showed a little bit of a new dimension that day going um from the uh nearly the lead and, and taking it so I like the fact that you have you're getting five to one versus eight to five on, with a horse that numbers like it's a horse that at least is you know we talked a lot about it earlier right the Pletcher progression the you know that Pletcher yep. gets he finds this horse or finds you know this race and how do we make this horse get to this race and win now you know so very um, fair him to win this would be absolutely not shocking nope you're right having said that I don't necessarily I don't think he's like anything you know i don't i'm not sitting here saying i i believe that this is like one of one of many that i mean i guess he could probably get into the derby it's it's butcher i don't love him regardless but i do think he could win this race and i'd like to take him at uh, he probably won't be five to one maybe four to one or something but three to one four to one over eight to five seven to five nine to five whatever you get well i think it's fair and i think your angle is yeah pletcher went over the track getting better Makes sense. All right. And, uh, I mean, shit. I, 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 it's under, I mean, is it, I'm a, I guess I'll go point five again. Under. <laughs> so sad. Well, I mean, so you, look sad. At, you look realistically, get the Gotham next. That's, you know, at a mile. I, I, I mean, I, usually they get some decent sprint type horses to come in for that and then you got the woodward and that's usually when like the the big horses come in so he, i mean this is probably it like this is their best chance the horses in this race no i mean yeah because i mean you're certainly not i mean where if you're if you're brad or or, or 
Pletcher, where where are you taking Speedrunner and Lightline? You know, from here, <laughs> you're not taking it anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you might have a few places, but probably not not, re- not race related. Races, no. <laughs> yeah, no. not race related. So, um, yeah. So you're like, yeah. Well, here we are. So yeah, that's yeah. So we have four races we talked about on today's show, and I think you went under, like. 0.5 on both of the other ones, the hard ones, the, it, the Southwest and this one. It It is extremely, I'm not going to say it's likely, but it's extremely possible that out of all the preps we have, all four of them, one horse runs in the Derby. Yeah, that is. Just... <laughs> now, the caveat obviously is, okay, at Santa Anita, there would be more than, you know, yeah, but they're saying not. zero because they literally can't. But 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 they can't. So no, I mean it's fair, and it's pretty. I mean, if you, I, I don't, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, there's forty horses mm-hmm. that we talked about. If you combine the four races, you're saying one of them can win or can get in the Derby. Yeah, it all. Who also might be the the favorite of the race. So well, yeah, that. that's the other thing about it too. Yeah. I mean. If he wins this one and wins the next prep, he will be the favorite, no matter right. what he really looks like. So, have they yeah. said what they're doing? Are they are they going? Are they doing Forte route with him? I don't really know because Forte was Fountain of Youth Florida Derby, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, would they would they really run in all three? Um, I don't think they'd run in all three. I bet he skips the Fountain of Youth, goes to the Florida Derby. Yeah, maybe he'll get one of his other. 42 horses in the fountain of youth you right know, and then save him for for that and then ship out the other ones yeah uh those last preps but all right there you go uh halterman's taking uh the three light line i've got the one speed runner in the withers all right guys that's all the time we have uh, check us out racedudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our uh, products page of course go get the uh, betting bible available to, for purchase right now at racingdudes.com it's on that page just click that get racing dudes premium button and you can see the betting bible right there on the on the top of the screen go ahead and purchase it it will be available uh maybe by the time you're listening to this it'll definitely be available by friday morning so make sure you go download that thing we typically update it, uh, you know, given you got to keep in mind, um, especially for this one, we, we were we were we had four tracks to deal with. Essentially, we had four entries to wait for, what, you know, the variety. And then, you know, we're not going to put out a product that we don't know the odds yet for, you know, who we're going to pick. And so we're waiting for the odds. So people are like, hey, where's it at? Well, you know, we're waiting, you know, we're, we're waiting what, what we can get you know, done. So. Keep that in mind. That's why, you know, it waits till you typically Thursday night, Friday mornings for release. We also do an update Saturday mornings. Every time we do a Bible, there's an update Saturday morning. Uh, So make sure you get the latest version because obviously there's scratches in those things. And when you're dealing with four different tracks, like we will be this weekend, um, there will be scratches and there will be changes. So just want to make sure you know that when you go and buy the Bible that we do have an up-to-date product available as well. Once the scratches come out on Saturday, um, we're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So go hit us up on all the spots. You can listen to blinkers off right here on YouTube. If you're watching us, we appreciate it. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, but also all the places you listen to podcasts. We are there. The magic Mike show as well, who did the Goldstream park pick five preview. Of course. So if you want all the, the stakes action there at Goldstream park on Saturday, 
Make sure you go hit them up as well. All right, Halterman, you said you had two things on your list. I got I got off my chest uh, earlier in the show uh-huh. that I wanted to talk about. Uh, what do you got? So number one, if you bet sports, you have to start buying from Papa Dude. You, you, I've never, I don't think there's ever been a handicapper doing what he's doing right now. It's absolutely incredible. He just won 14 straight bets. Okay. He finally lost one last night. His first loss out of 14. So today he goes, ah, I just, I'm confident, but I know how this is going to go. He just completed a four and oh night. It just right, right when Jared got done talking, his final pick came in. So he's now 18 and one in his last 20. And it's incredible what this guy is doing every night. He's, he's made a profit like for three straight weeks, every night. <laughs> I, I just put on the discord cause he's getting, people are really noticing and starting to buy it. I think right now he's the best sports handicapper in the country. I don't think anybody can say that. I don't think anybody can match what he's doing. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. I mean, I, I look at this it, and, and, and keep in mind, like he's betting, like, you know, like, for, like just for comparison, like he's at 15, he's got a $15,000 profit, which is sneaking up to mine. Yeah. And, and I play like, mine's like, I have like, you know, six, seven bets in a row that I lose. And then I'll hit one for $800 or whatever. Cause mine are a lot more. His are, his are, you know, they're, he's betting, you know, lines and, you know, not getting a ton of here and there. So it no. takes, the point is of that is it's taking, look at like, look at this right here. Um, here, let me pull it up. On well, it, for example, his overall record now, after these four wins tonight, we started this in June or no, it was July. 443 and 292. That's insane. That's ridiculous. That is insane. <laughs> and look at, let's look at this. I want to look and, at And uh, guys, every single day he puts out plays. He never skips, not one day. If you're looking for action steady, I, that's your guy. It's insane. I mean, I've never, and again, I'm, he's not like, oh, this is my dear old dad. I'm going to brag on him. Like we give each other shit constantly. If I, if he was doing terrible, I would make fun of him constantly and him to me. But this isn't, it's insane. Like all these, you know, I mean, all these experts out here that have these sports, they don't, they're not even close to this guy. Nobody is. You can go to VEASAN, go to Samich, piss on all those guys. Their their record isn't even close to this. It's mm. it's insane. He should be on the biggest sports site there is. And unfortunately, he's on a racing site doing sports picks. But <laughs> it's it's insane. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. So anyway, I wanted I wanted to bring that up because just go to racingdudes.com. You'll see a tab that says best bets. Look for Mike Halterman. That's your guy. He's he's now like I said, he's starting to sell them. People are like, I don't care. He's on a sport uh, a racing site. He wins. So I wanted to mention that. Okay. The other thing I want to mention. So uh, my email, my phone bombarded uh, i believe that was wednesday yesterday with texts uh and emails from missouri residents 
<laughs> Twin Spires shut off residents that live in Missouri. So uh, I immediately was like, well, it wasn't legal in Missouri anyway. I don't know what these people right. are talking yeah. about. Twin Spires allowed Missouri residents to sign up. They were the only company to do it. So, and one guy was like, I've been on it since like 2004. So they've been forever. They've allowed this to, ha to happen. So anyway, they've cut, they cut all Missouri residents off. And again, I was like, it's illegal anyway. I don't know how they got away with it. Guess what? So I researched the Missouri laws, okay? Paramutual wagering in Missouri is legal. However, what? It is. However, you have to be at a track or an OTB facility within the state to make the wagers. Now, you might think, well, okay, there are no OTB or tracks <laughs> in the state of Missouri. <laughs> They're like, psych. <laughs> so I, I reach, I, I research it more. It's like, okay, is this like from when we had like dog tracks back in the early 1900s and they didn't change it? No. In 1984, they passed the legislation to have paramutual wagering in this state legalized. And from 1984 to now, nobody has been able to open an OTB and nobody's been able to open a track or even try to open either one of those. Why it passed and why somebody cared enough for it to pass, I don't I don't know. But figure you figure that one out for me. And, and how, one last thing, how Twin Spires got away with it for so long. Well, yeah, wouldn't they be, wouldn't they be facing some sort of legality? Wouldn't you think? For accepting, you know, because, like, I started thinking about it. You know, we have people, we, I mean, that, you know, that we know, like, from where we live, like from where we're from that would like, Oh yeah. You know, I, and I've, and I've heard him mentioned before, like twin, like, Oh, I was on my twin spires, twin spires account. And I'm like, how, you know, like, how are you on a twin? Spire? I, I get how some of us do it. Right. Wink, wink. But I mean, we, you know, you gotta, there's ways or, you know, mm -hmm. but for, for people just to be like, but I'm like, Oh, so they just signed up and, and funded and, mm -hmm. you know, the whole nine yards, you know? So I'm sure there are some major, you know, and you, have you, did you figure yours out or are you, are you still not able to watch video? So my phone is out of commission and I, I figured out why if your location services are turned on, on your phone, it's going to, it's going to knock you off. So if you turn those off, you can still log in. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, we, 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 we just have friends. Rob, I mean, well, so there's, there's, I mean, let's to be honest, the workaround is you have a friend, he, he lives, he or she lives in a state where it's legal. They sign up for account and you operate the account, right? Which, I mean, that's, I, up until, I mean, I haven't checked in the last hour, but I was, I was able to access both Wi-Fi, non-Wi-Fi with, uh, on my account and we've always people I know have always been able to fund that account, have been able to operate that account and make bets, whether they're in Missouri or Arkansas or Florida or Kentucky. 
operate that account. Um, and so it was simple. It always has been for, for people that we know <laughs> that it, it, it's been as simple as well, as long as you have the origin of the account in a state that it's okay, then now I don't know. Now I haven't really, you know, I haven't tried to fund it or whatever, but I, so that could be an issue. I think it's still working for those people. <laughs> if they're on a computer <laughs> but anyway um, but to the point though i wonder because sp- sports betting is getting shut down shut down shut down on this f- i mean, just listen i really need to move the state is a joke but anyway just get it'll pass the house can't pass the senate so i'm wondering if the if the sp- with the sports bill and pushing and pushing and pushing yeah. if they've noticed Hey, Twin Spires is letting this this horse racing thing go on, and they've outlawed it. You know, because what I'm guessing is Twin Spires may have said, "Well, it says paramutual betting is legal. We'll make it open to Missouri residents." It's racing. It's a niche sport. The lawmakers in Missouri may not have had a clue it was happening for <laughs> all those years. It wouldn't surprise me. Wait, the, wait, they still race horses, right? Oh, like, we better shut that shit down. My speculation is because they're fighting so much about the sports thing, the horses got noticed. That's my yeah. guess. But uh, because look, they've operated the one guy who, by the way, we lost business because of this, because one of our good customers lives in St. Louis and he can't get into his account. And so he's like, well, I'm going to cancel my subscriptions and stuff because I, I can't get into my account and I can't bet. So when I figured out, I'll come back, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, he literally said he's been doing that. He's, he's been a customer of theirs for over 20 years. So it's been happening for, for over 20 years now. It, I mean, I, I don't know what it's, it's, it's 2024 and we're sitting here talking about where you have to be positioned basically in a state or location in order to make a bet on your phone. I mean, it's, it's just nuts. Like, I don't, I don't know how this is a thing, but people wonder why horse racing is what it is. It's like, and and I don't mean, and horse racing is in a, is a smaller part of the sports betting realm as yeah. far as how you know you and I still can't legally bet sports um, here in Missouri. It's just like it's, wow. It's it, I'm little. I, how many people do you know? In, in whatever business or industries that are like, I want to give you my money, IRS. I, I, I want to give it to you. Just let me give it to you by letting me make bets. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. It's wild. We, I, I was doing research on this and I saw Missouri is one of 12 states left that you cannot bet on sports. Nice. And, you know, the other two that really surprised me, Texas. Well, it doesn't surprise me, but because their their politics down there down there are crazy in Texas. Texas will not allow it, and then of course California is the big one. You'd think that they could get that passed, but they just won't do it. So, yeah, I, I, I mean it's it's cra- it's crazy. It's 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 just crazy. So we're one of twelve left, and t- the way I read, I researched this for a while because of the horse thing. It, very interesting and. I don't think this sports thing's close, Jared. I really don't. I, I don't think it's close. So what do you think? I mean, are you, like, why is it not close? I don't really know. 
it, it, politicians fighting over it, basically. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it looks to me like the casinos don't want it and, and, and they've paid off the politicians. So that's I, I the guess speculation. What, I guess what we need to do, because I mean, most people where we're from assume when you tell them what we do, think we are bookies anyways. Mm-hmm. So we might, we might as well just <laughs> lean into it. Say, hey, you know what? You want to make a bet on your guy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, we should. I mean, shit. So it's, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like, it, it kind of goes along the lines of, and not to get into a whole thing, but like with, with, with like the legalization of, of weed or whatever it is, it's like, do you think that we're like, they don't find a way to get it? Like, it's just not legal. It's, but we're still figuring it out. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like betting on horses. We'll so, still find a way to do it. it. Every single person, except for the one guy who was just distraught, and he will figure out a way. But all the other people, especially my friends, and, <laughs> and we got an email from a guy that lived in, uh, it lives in Springfield. Yep. It, it wasn't, well, I guess I won't bet anymore. It's like, guys, how do I do it now? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and like, the workarounds? Like, like Pedlo. Bovada. It's pretty easy. And you're giving money to offshore companies. And all of us would much, much, much rather get on like MGM app on our phone. Like when I was in Nevada and I bet all over the place while I was on my phone instead of going to Bovada, like nobody wants to really use those sites, but 12 states yeah. have to use them. So yeah, exactly. It's like, I, and how, you know, let's make it easy. Let's, let's cat, you know, be able to kept put kept money in and and that's the thing with the all, any of those offshore type ones it's like you can bet them but it's a whole other game to 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 get it back right yeah. and uh yeah. uh, uh, uh i don't think it, uh, there's got to be some sort of rule right where we we we're, we don't get in trouble now but there years and years ago at this time was the biggest bet of our whole lives yep Alter and i put a bet on american pharaoh to win the kentucky derby we combined our money and this was 2015 racing dudes had i had just gone full-time halterman was not full-time yet we are making almost zero dollars mm-hmm. um and but so we like let's but we knew this horse was going to win and we put it all and then we used an offshore account and i don't even remember I, was it was it even the breeders cup before we got our money <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time before we actually got our money sent to us and then it was like sent to somebody else and then we had it was a whole pain in the ass but we did actually get it but the point of that is how nice would it be just be like i logged on i made my bet i guess what i want to cash out i got my check in the mail whatever like that'd be awesome be amazing well listen when i was in las vegas they i signed up for the mgm app you can only use it when you're in nevada but you know what I you know what I, I was able to do for the first time in my adult life on sports at least I could bet on an app and when I was done betting, you know what I did? Transferred the money to my bank account and it was in my bank account <laughs> in a second. Isn't that nice? It was so great. Yeah. I mean, Peter, you're like it's that's a stat. Yeah. Like you oh, it's it, awful. It'll take it takes you two seconds to get your money in, right? That's oh, yeah. that is yeah. super simple. But getting it out, you almost have to go into the offshores with the attitude of like, hey, at least I'm. And this is so bad, but it's like at least I'm getting my fix. At least I can bet it. 
At least yeah. I can bet on these, and I and I have that account where I it shows I have money or whatever. But past that, you're not operating it as in a way of like I can transfer this over and buy, you know, uh, buy something with that money. It's like no, that money's got that money just into yeah. the just into the meta. Well, and I I've gotten like prepaid cards instead of cash from those places before. Um, you know, like <laughs> they they pay out in some weird, weird ways, you know. So it's it's a mess, but it's a mess. I mean, it's a, it's just a total total mess. And uh, Ramrod, I think you're talking about uh, Bovada's like uh, uh, sport. Our uh, horses are limited, like their horse book, and it is. It's very limited. But sports, it's fine. Horses, it's not really built for horses, but. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. So I remember, I remember like way, way, way back in the day. I mean, I'm talking like college days that like I would have to, I, I would, I was like bet us or no, mm-hmm. something else. Maybe it was something. Was that it? Um, mm-hmm. yep. And it was like, I was betting all the time, but I, I, it was, you had, it was so like sketchy to make, to deposit. Even then it was like, well, you got to go and get, uh, these go get like visa cards yeah. at Walmart, the prepaid cards. Yeah. And then yep. fund them or whatever. And then put, it was like, it was so sketchy. Uh, but you know, as it, as addicts and uh, DJs, we find a way, <laughs> we always find a way Alterman. Yep. And that's just it. People will find a way and it won't be regulated and they put themselves in, in, in jeopardy and they cost the state literally billions of dollars. So good job. I mean, but whatever. But hey, at least we're doing the right thing by not letting them bet, because that you know, because you know what, what could transpire from betting? You know, who knows? Could be terrible endless possibilities. Terrible things. All right, guys, let's. Uh, <laughs> all right, what? So, what time before we hop off here? Do you think it's? Do you know like get like three o'clock, two thirty? Let's say two thirty to five. Two two thirty or two forty five to five. It'll be almost exactly like uh, last week. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I will be available. So I will be on Halterman will be on magic. I assume. Um, so we'll, we'll be on and we'll be talking about all the preps that are going on. We'll watch them with you guys live and uh, we'll react to them and comment on them. And we'll, uh, we'll see, see how many superstars we have at the end of the day. Halterman. Okay. Sounds great. One, maybe still. Maybe. All right, guys. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks everybody for all the comments and, uh, and questions as we went through and uh, yeah we'll see you guys saturday good luck this weekend and all the preps thank you for listening to another episode of blinkers off join our horse racing community at racingdudes.com and follow us on twitter at racing underscore dudes want to make money betting horses bet with the racing dudes